0: Hey everyone, how's your half term going? Welcome to The Courageous Mama. Are you having some fun? Are you seeing some of these lovely autumn colours? Or are you at home with COVID, as some of my friends are? Or juggling the work holiday balance? I've got a question for you. Do you feel your voice is being listened to by your kids? Is your word pure gold in your house, treasure? Is your influence beginning to fade? as they get older. This week, I'm going to share an easy way to help your kids value your words. But first, welcome to the podcast, whether you're a regular or it's your first time. Each week, I'll be covering all sorts of parenting topics, from tantrums and chat back to hormones, sibling issues, anxiety, teen troubles, everything and anything that can cause disconnect in your relationships with your children anything and everything that helps you to raise emotionally healthy children. This time I'm doing a few short podcasts, something easy to digest in busy lives, a thought for the week type of thing. And this week it's about influence. I remember a parent saying to me a few years ago, why is my voice white noise in our house? On closer inspection, I was able to help her to understand why her well thought through, wonderful, supportive and loving words were being roundly ignored. So if you feel that sometimes you get a bit sidelined, here are some reasons why that could be happening. Let's start with some basic neurology. Our brains are wired to fight, flight or freeze when they feel in danger. Not just physical danger, but any danger. And the most hazardous form of danger to most children is emotional danger. And you might be thinking, wow, that's unlikely to happen in my house. But it happens because there are some hidden traps that parents frequently fall into. So it may be that your children are experiencing the need to fight, flight or freeze at the very moment that you could be thinking you're being the most doting, loving and wonderful parent on the planet. It works like this, if a child, or anyone for that matter, senses that they're being advised before they're being heard and understood, they put up their defences, they respond from their amygdala, they hear danger, danger. So let me give you a couple of examples and show you ways you can change that from defence to influence. So let's say your child says they really want to do well in English this term because they've been slipping back. Or instead of English, you can insert Spanish, geography, running, football, dancing, you name it. It's just a passing comment. And you, as a loving parent, say you think that's a great idea and then you make supportive suggestions. And they could be anything at all, even just supportive ideas, any ideas. But the problem is they've shared, you've come back with advice. Sure, supporting loving advice, but their brain is shutting you out. You're not opening a door and hearing how they feel or whether they've got any thoughts on the matter or what's you know triggered this thought. You're just loading in with words, words, words. You probably got used to it since they were a toddler. Remember that analogy of the bridge. So a bridge is a relationship between any two people you're one side of the bridge the parent and the child is on the other and it's our job to make sure that that bridge is safe for our children to come across at any point on any day not to let rubble and rust and decay and rubbish build up on the bridge and stop them from safely coming over so what's happened there when you've given them well-meaning advice after they shared something Well, basically, you've just popped a large delivery in the middle of the bridge, squarely between them and you. They can't even see you. It's indigestible. How about taking a different tack and drawing them over the bridge by taking an interest, leading from their words, learning from their words? That sounds like a great idea. Have you any thoughts on how to do that? is there any way that I could be supportive? And that leaves an open door on your metaphorical bridge, a wide invitation. And they may say they're just thinking about it. They may ask for help, but this is your magic moment not to step over to their side uninvited. Wait, take an interest, wait. If they learn that every time they share their thinking with you, it comes with a bucket load of unsolicited advice, whether that's about friends or work or play or sport, keeping their room tidy, they will learn not to share their thinking with you. Here's another example. Let's say they have a bit of a moan about something and you don't necessarily completely agree with them. So, for example, they might complain about tidying up the toys if they're very small. Or a slightly older primary school child might say, I hate PE. Or an older child might declare how awful a teacher is. Or perhaps they just share something that they mind about a friend. And what they're really saying is, I'm struggling with this. But what often comes out is a complaint or a whinge or a moan or frustration or some form of anger. Or it may actually just be a passing statement. But the point is, if we jump in And tell them the merits of a tidy room or PE or let them know that next year they might not get that teacher or that if they did this that or the other it would all be better for them their brain goes into defense fight flight or freeze now hopefully you've heard on a previous podcast how to be a better listener I've got some great podcasts on that but here's an extra piece of information that is vital If a child feels their words are not received and accepted, they begin by discounting the voice and it can end with discounting the person. Now I'm not suggesting you're anywhere near that stage, but you don't need me to tell you that it is a stage and it does happen. The stage before, the discounting the voice, that can look like three things. Either they disengage with you when you're in mid flow, so you feel cut off. Even if it's just their body language, you can sort of see they're switching out. Or maybe they actively disagree. That's fight. Number two, they appear to listen, even to agree. Yeah, yeah, mm hmm, yeah, okay, mum, okay, dad, yeah. But not to really engage. They're not pressing in to find out more about what your wonderful suggestions mean. They're just sort of ending the conversation in a polite and clever way that they've learned to do. And then they're going to go off and do whatever they think is best. So you may find over time that actually you have been ignored, even if in the moment they were playing the game. That's flight. Lastly, they do as you say, because it's just the easiest thing to do in your house. But it's a passive route. That's freeze. And they all have repercussions. They all trigger a fight, flight or freeze response in your child. You might not see it. In fact, you might be thinking, "Mm -mm, no, they don't. It might be indiscernible, but it's there. The fear of not being heard, understood and accepted is a micro trauma. Pop back to my podcast on micro traumas. It'll be a really helpful context. But a micro trauma sets off that trajectory of behaviour and I'm going to share with you what the outcome behaviours will be in a child. Da, 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 cliffhanger! Because before I do that, I'm just going to put a comma there for a second and point you to a fun Christmas idea. I have a friend, Keith Trailing, who's written a children's book and it's lovely. It's called Billy Bone and the Treekeeper. It's about a little boy and his dog who do the journey to realising that they can do a tiny little thing that will have a much bigger effect on our planet. It's not a preachy book but I have to say my 12 year old is asking questions about the future of the planet and the most empowering thing that we can do for them is to give them a way to make a difference. But you can also just enjoy it as a little picture book story if your kids are at that wonderful picture book stage. It's a triumph for our friend Keith as he's written it whilst battling with Parkinson's. So if you want to find Billy Bone and the Treekeeper, punch it into Amazon or better still go to billyandbone.com. A cheap and enduring gift for a birthday, a Christmas stocking or the godchildren presents. There we go. So where were we? Ah yes, which behaviour trajectories will a micro trauma send your child off to? Well, the fighter learns to do things in secret even though they may look like they're towing the line. Do you know any young people like that? The flighter learns to do their own thing also, but perhaps in a more rebellious or louder or obvious way. The freezer, (laughs) you know what I mean, the freezer doesn't learn to build muscle and develop critical thinking. They find it harder to develop mentally and emotionally and they prefer to sink into the background and always be led. Any which way, if they're not being listened to, accepted, heard, understood, engaged with, empathised with or asked what they think or how they want to go forward. Their emotional needs are not being met and that has its ramifications but it is easily resolved. I say easily, it takes some self-discipline to hold your tongue and your advice and just lean in and understand and agree with the emotions that it's producing in them. Put it this way, If you've had your say, you haven't really heard them, not really. No mirror neurons are firing. They're just learning not to share. So next time you catch yourself handing out any advice at all that hasn't been asked for, to a friend, to a partner, to a child, hold your tongue, just listen. And when they've finished, ask interested questions not interrogating, just leaning in, saying, I'm listening, I hear that. Ask, is there any way I can help you through this? Is there anything I can do to support you? That's connection. Now you've really heard them. Do you know if it's the only tool you ever take seriously in all of your parenting, it will still be life-changing for them and relationship-changing for both of you because they trust you with their heart, now and for later, when the bigger stuff comes along. Let me know how that's landed for you. I love to know what you found useful or what you would find useful. It's great to receive feedback. It's what keeps me going. It's what helps me to feel that I'm part of a group of parents who want to raise emotionally healthy children in this crazy world. If you've got the book you'll find lots more ideas in there of how to avoid jacking up your child's amygdala. If you haven't and you'd love a full colour hard-backed book with parenting tools that's written so you can just pick up one page and change your day or dig into a whole chapter or the entire book you'll love Parenting for Life You'll find it on my website, which will also have the notes from today on, if you'd like to see them in print and review it. It's called thecourageousmama.com. In fact, you'll find me everywhere on that. I'm on Instagram, I'm on the blog, I'm on the pod, (laughs) and by email at gmail.com. And the link is in the show notes below, if that's easier for you. So please, will you do me a favour and pop to the review section of the podcast and ping me some stars and a nice comment? I'd love it also if you shared this with a friend, someone that you know who would find it helpful. And I'll be back next week.